welcome back to a brand new episode of Tea with Janae. I'm your host, Janae Kirshner of Janae Kirshner Photography, and I'm so excited to have you guys here. Tea with Janae is where we give real advice, tangible tips, and thoughtful insight about what it's really like to be a wedding photographer. So I'm really excited for this week's episode because I'm chatting with Megan Gilligan from A Southern Soiree and the Weddings for Real podcast, all about how to grow your vendor network without the coffee date. This is really exciting because I was a guest on Megan's podcast last year or two years ago, and here she is today on mine. It really, really is exciting. Megan gives us some really helpful tools, insight, and techniques to keep our connections real and meaningful for you and your business throughout the year. Megan runs her own full-service wedding planning company called A Southern Soiree in North Carolina, and her and her husband run and they create and produce their Weddings for Real podcast, which was one of my favorites, and I'm also a guest, so you guys have to check it out. Megan is also an educator and a speaker. She's awesome. You guys are going to love her. But a few little things to announce before we begin. So I kind of have this crazy dream for 2020, and I need your help. I would love to receive 20 five-star reviews on the Apple platform for this podcast, and I need your help, you guys. So if you could do me a favor, once you're done listening to this podcast, just go on down and click leave a review, and that would mean so much to me. Do you think you guys can help me? I hope so. Also, be sure to visit us at www.tbjanae.com to read our latest blog posts, join our newsletter, and our super fun Facebook group. All right, you guys, so let's grab a cup of tea and enjoy the show. This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. Hi, everyone. Welcome back. I'm so excited you guys are here. I'm so thrilled. We have such a great guest today. Megan, can you say hi? Hi, y'all. Yeah, thanks so much for coming on. I'm so excited. Yes, yes, Janae, I'm so excited we get to connect. You came on my podcast, I guess it was almost a year and a half ago. So now it's full circle and here I am. (laughs) I know, I'm so excited. Definitely full circle moment for me. So I'm so thrilled that you're here. But I want to, before I begin and talk about this really fun topic, I want to introduce you to the audience and let them know more about you, how you got started and, and talk about your business and your podcast. Perfect. So I am a wedding planner based out of North Carolina. My company is called A Southern Soiree and we're coming up. It'll be 10 years this year that we've been in business. And that's a really exciting milestone. It sounds so weird to say 10 years. I don't know that I ever thought I would be in this industry for that long. Um, and then I also have a wedding industry podcast that my husband, Jason and I started, it'll be two years in, um, later on the spring. So we started that, uh, in 2018. And when we started, it was just sort of a fun side project and we didn't really know where it was going and what we wanted to be when we grew up. And now we know it's a wedding industry podcast for, uh, vendors to help them grow, provide business insight and tips. We interview a guest, um, expert just about every week and we're coming up on a hundred episodes. So it's, it's a big year, I guess, for the podcast and the planning company. And 
I don't know if I mentioned this, but the podcast is called Weddings for Real. Yeah, it's awesome. I'm going to link it in the show notes. You guys have to listen to it if you haven't, if you're not already subscribed. So congratulations, 100 episodes. It's incredible. Thank you. Thank you so much. It's been um, something that I didn't realize how much I would enjoy and the relationships that I've made with industry vendors. And, you know, you're one of those people. It's it's so funny that we've not met face to face, but I feel like I know you. Totally. No, I love it. It's awesome. Yeah. And being able yeah. to help people with your podcast, I think for me, at least is like the biggest reward. It makes me so happy when I hear yes. from people and they're like, we yeah. heard so much. I'm like, oh, wow. That's awesome. Agreed. Agreed. So I'm really excited about today's topic because I think it's so important for us as wedding professionals. And, you know, I think this is a new topic for my podcast and I'm really thrilled to get your perspective and your insight um, about, you know, vendors, vendor relationships and, and why it's important for us to, to maintain and do that, you know, for our business to grow. So, you know, why do you think vendor relationships are important? Yes. So I love this topic too. I actually have not covered this on my podcast, but it's something that I've been thinking about a lot and I'm thrilled to be talking about you or talking about it with you. So vendor relationships make or break your business 100%. And it's something that we all struggle with, whether you're brand new and just starting out with your business, or if you've had it for several years as you grow in your business, and I see this when I reflect back on the years that I've had a Southern Soiree, I can see that now most of my referrals, most of my business comes from either vendor referrals or from client referrals and very little comes from actual paid advertising. So that's where the important piece comes in is that vendor relationships and the networking that you're doing with vendors can grow your business exponentially. Yeah. And it can also hurt you if, if it's. <laughs> <laughs> well, we'll get into that. We'll get into that. Yeah. So do yeah. you think face-to-face time is super important for keeping those relationships alive? You know, it's interesting with this question because with the growth of social media, you have this need and you feel that you're supposed to be present everywhere and it can be overwhelming as to figuring out like where should I invest my time I do think that face-to-face still has a place and will always have a place when it comes to important networking and relationships but I don't think that face-to-face is everything and I don't think that having a presence on social media and engaging with vendors is everything as well. I look at it more like it's a puzzle and you have to have all of the pieces and know where they go to win at networking and relationships. Yeah. Yeah. I agree. I feel like face-to-face is great, but social media, you know, can be a really good way to just kind of always pop up and be like, Oh God, I love this. This is so great. Or congratulate someone when they do a good job, just so they know that you're thinking about them you know, kind of keeps you top of mind. So how, how do you start for our audience, for people who are listening, let's tell them like, how can you start to create and cultivate relationships without a coffee date? I love that idea. Yeah. Because have you ever found yourself Janae in, I guess, setting where you are being asked to go get coffee with a vendor and it happens to fall on a really busy day or a really busy season in your business, which feels like we're all just really busy and have a lot going on right now, no matter where you are in the state of your business. But 
how does that make you feel when it's a vendor that you haven't met before and you're being asked to go get coffee? I, I don't know that you're supposed to feel a certain way, but I'm curious how you personally feel. Yeah, I think I would feel... Uh, a little bit overwhelmed, you know, if, especially if it's like during May or June or for a wedding <laughs> photographer, September, October, you know, there's just so little time in the day for me to leave, say my paying clients and get their photos to them and on time to meet someone I haven't met before. So I always, I'm very honest. I'm like, I can't do it now, but I'd love to do it later. And I, mm-hmm. I guess I feel bad, but you know, I, I definitely want to meet as many people as possible. But I have to keep my clients first. Yeah. And I mean, it's a huge time commitment as well. I think that there's a place for the coffee date. And I think that there's a way to go about it. But when someone emails me and says, I just relocated here to your market and I would love to um, sit down and get coffee with you. My thought is my top priority right now is my clients, my, my paying clients. And then there's the relationships that I am currently fostering with the vendors that I work with on a regular basis. And then there's my family and then there's my personal. And it just feels a coffee date to me is just one more pull and one more commitment. And it's not just to grab a cup of coffee. It's not just an hour. Yeah. Especially depending because you're in New York. So as far as like the time commitment to get there and find um, you know, parking, if you're driving and, and spend the time getting to know that person and then the time getting home. I mean, I think you're looking at like a minimum of a three hour commitment yeah. for a coffee date. Yeah, I was going to say it's three hours for sure. Uh-huh. Yeah. So my thought is that we as vendors need to come up with a better way to start relationships with other vendors. So if I were and I was trying to established that one of my goals in 2020 was to meet more people and connect with more people and build more relationships. That's one of the first things that I would ask myself is what are my goals for networking? Is it to get my business name out there more? Is it solely to bring in more bookings? Is it to take my business to the next level? You know, maybe I've been in business now for a couple of years and I want to elevate the type of clients that I'm working with. So I want to connect with vendors that I feel are a level above me that will hopefully be referring business to me. So that would be step one Mm -hmm. is to establish what your goals are for creating and cultivating those relationships. And then this is step two. And I think that this is something that would appear to be common sense, but I don't know that it, it feels basic when I say it, but it is also really important. And that is if one of your goals is to, network with vendors that are a level above you, I would ask that you first find your people. So really connect with the vendors that are at your same pace. Let's say you're in, you're just starting your business and you're looking at your photographer and you're looking at these planners that are doing these really high end luxury events. And you're thinking, that's who I want to work with. That's the level that I want to get my business at as soon as possible. My recommendation would be before you go there, figure out who the people are that are the up and comers that are growing alongside you. Or even if you're in year five of business, make sure that you're building a strong foundation with the people that you can grow with and love on those people before you start looking for the people above you to bring you up to their level. Does that make sense? Yeah. I think it's really smart. 
Because, you know, you want to make yeah. a, a good name for yourself too, like a good rapport. And if you've got a good reputation in your own circle, it will start trickling up and people will be like, mm-hmm. oh, yeah, I've heard of you. Or, yeah, you do good work. Um, or, yeah, yeah. Lo- or I'd love to meet with you. I love this feature you had. I think that's really um, great advice. I think that's really good. Yeah, and I think that when it comes to looking to the level that you aspire to grow next to in your business, there are some tips that I have for that. And it's not reach out to those planners or those photographers or those um, florists and ask them to go get coffee. My strategy would be to make that list of, let's say it's 20 people that are the planners that you want to work with, the venues that you want to work with, the other different categories that you see as aspiring vendors. And Find a way to support them without asking for anything. So you can make that list. You can follow them on social. You can do your research on their businesses. You can figure out networking event-wise, those face-to-face events. Where are those vendors going and networking? And can you plan to attend, you know, one meeting a quarter where you're going to have some face time with those vendors? If you know someone that perhaps knows that person or that vendor really well that you could ask for them to do a personal introduction for you. Mm -hmm. I feel like that would be really great. Um, Something that it's funny, this happened to me just yesterday is I got a thank you note from a new vendor in the industry that has started a sign company. And I guess I spoke to her college class several years ago and she took the time at Christmas to send me just a Christmas card that said I just wanted to reach out and say I loved hearing you speak back um, on campus when you came and spoke a few years ago I loved your inspiring story and I've enjoyed following your business on social media the last few years and she snuck in a couple business cards it was branded with her business and I thought it was genius. She didn't ask me to go get coffee. She didn't ask me to send business her way. She was just, you know, intentionally putting support out into the world in a way that was impactful in, in a marketing side. Right. Right. Yeah. And not like creepy or pushy. That's so cool. I love that. Yeah. 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 So I think those are some ways, um, having that list on your phone, of those people that you're going to target that are that level above you support them on social media. I had this happen with a local hair and makeup artist here who actually relocated her business from New York down to um, North Carolina. And she followed us on social. She started commenting on things. She started engaging with our stories. And I found myself going to her page and be like, Oh, who is this happy, delightful person that is just spreading (laughs) love to my account on a regular basis. And then I started to hear other people talk about her. And then by the time I did meet her at a networking event and mind you, she never asked me to go get coffee with her. By the time I did meet her, I felt like I knew her. She's like, Hey, I'm Nina with wedded kiss. And I was, I was like, yes, I know exactly who you are. And I, I've loved getting to know you already. So that's where to me, there's ways to go about building impactful relationships without asking that someone give you three hours of their time without knowing you or having a connection with you prior to. Yeah, that's awesome. This is that's an amazing tip. I love it. Yeah, making your list, your dream list, and then figuring out how to uh, 
put your a name to your face and then show, you know, going to the networking events that they're going to be at and trying to just mingle not organically, but really you have a plan, you know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And, you know, I had um, an up and coming planner a couple years ago that did reach out about wanting to um, get together, but she had done that base of connecting on social media. I think she had shared, this is, this. she had shared, um, a blog post that we had written on advice for couples, like top five things that your planner wants you to know. She had shared that and tagged us. And that was another thing. It's like she supported our work without us asking her to do so. So when she did ask to come drop by my office and just learn a little bit more, she brought something with her that has stuck with me now for several years. She brought these little macaroons that had our business logo on it how genius was that That's so cool yeah instead of bringing something with her own business logo on it she took the time to find a local bakery that printed our logo on these little desserts which was in my mind genius because of course I shared that on social media yeah. it was it was it was our company it wasn't that I was sharing her stuff and saying, look at what happily ever after planners dropped by and brought us. It was something that showed our logo that I could then thank and tag the vendor in as well. So think about that. I would say if you're listening to this is if you're doing branded gifts to vendors that you are wanting to work with, consider putting their logo on it instead of your logo on it. Mind blowing. So good. Yes. <laughs> I love that. It's so yes. I would never have thought of it. I mean, I have to credit her for doing that. It was something where um, we actually took that idea from the macaroons that she dropped off with our logo on it. And then we, the following holiday, did little duo cookies. So it was two cookies and it was from a local um, like sugar com- cookie company here. They do amazing designs on these little cookies. And we did one with our logo on it and one with the venue's logo on it that we wanted to do business with. And then we wrote a handwritten thank you note and wrapped it up in a bow and delivered it to them. But I got that inspiration from her. I was like, of course, put the uh, put that actual company's logo on it. They're much more likely to be drawn in, share it on social and for it to be memorable than just something that has your company logo on it. Yeah, that's an incredible tip. Oh my God. You guys, you have to write that down. So good. Yes, <laughs> yes, yeah. It's, it's, and it, it can be affordable too. I mean, I think for us, those cookie duo sets were $8. That's nothing when oh, it comes no to, way. yeah, yeah. it was two cookies. It was $8, came in a cute little box. We added a bow to it in a note. And that's that's under $10 for making a huge impact with a, a vendor that you want to work with. Yeah, that's incredible. So good. So if someone yeah. is new, you know, how can they be proactive, sort of helpful, interesting to the vendors a person they're reaching out to? You know, I know like offering them something of value versus saying, hey, can I just pick your brain or can we just meet for coffee? Like, is there something that someone can sort of offer in their initial email when they're introducing themselves that would like make you say yes quicker? Yeah, I do think so. So I wonder if this will be controversial. I don't know if it will be or not, but I think if I was a new vendor and I was looking to make connections with vendors um, and I'm starting out and I have the time and I have the energy, 
I might consider offering my services either at a reduced fee or at no cost to be able to invest in that potential vendor. Example, if I were a photographer, brand new, want to build my portfolio, looking to make vendor relations, I might reach out to a local venue or a local planner, because when I look at where most referrals are going to start, it's going to be from the venue side or from the planner side. Would you agree? Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Um, so I would look at those at like the, the top of the list that I would be reaching out to. And I would say, hey, here's my business. I am starting out. Here's a little bit like here's a portfolio of my work that I've done in the past. I would love to offer complimentary headshots to your team, or I would love to come and photograph your venue and provide you with these images that you can use for marketing collateral going into the new year. Um, I mean, this could go across the board. It could be something where if you're a hair and makeup artist, you could offer to do hair and makeup again for planners or for venue coordinators for in conjunction. This could, this could tie into the whole find your people that are growing at your level. Let's say you go to a networking event as a hair and makeup artist and you meet an up and coming photographer that is having the same struggles as you and is looking to grow their business. You took a partner together and say, why don't we approach these five venues and these five planners offer complimentary headshots and complimentary hair and makeup for those headshots as a way to get our name out there. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's, it's yeah. I, I agree with that. I think when I first started out, I mean, I hustled. I like went to all these wedding um, shows. I took pictures of people's booths. I sent them the pictures and I was like, hey, here you go. They're free. You can use them however you like. Uh, and, you know, they were like, oh, some people really, some people replied, some people didn't. But the ones that did were like, hey, you want to get together? Like it was just a way to offer them something of value for free that I didn't ask for anything. They, they offered you know, they came back and were like, Hey, these are so nice of you. Let's get together. So I feel like you can do things that are not too sneaky, not too, you know, (laughs) that will be good to get in with people that you want to work with. You know, all they can do is say no. Right. I mean, they don't, that's all you, if if anyone just says no, you just say, okay, move to somebody else. Don't give up. Yeah. I totally agree with that. And I think it ties back into what I said a few minutes ago about, offering your services as one, your services or your product. I had a florist that dropped off this beautiful bouquet at my office and there was no request for me to send business their way. It was just, just wanted to brighten your day with some fresh flowers. And again, I was genius in my mind because I shared it on social media. Uh, it, it gave me a reason to want to send business to that person because they were not specifically asking anything from me. I find it so frustrating when I get vendor emails from vendors that I do not know that say, hey, I just um, started my business. I want you to have my information. Here's my packages and pricing. Do you have time to get coffee? And one, they haven't acknowledged any research done on my business. They haven't put the time in to say like, Hey, I loved your work. I saw this recent blog post that you did. And I totally agree with the need to hire a professional videographer or whatever that is. So I think if you are reaching out from an email standpoint, make sure that you're acknowledging something about that vendor that you want to highlight or something that you think makes them special 
don't just make it about putting your content in front of them because to me, there's no faster way for me to not kick because I see that the vendor is just casting a wide net to try to reach a bunch of people and isn't diligently researching the vendors and finding what makes them um, special or worth reaching out to. Yeah, no, I agree. I feel like uh, for this goes to my next question, but even as a wedding photographer, people who are just starting out, you know, my business is again, is 10 years, just like yours. And someone who's been in the industry a long time. And I get these emails from people who want a second shoot with me or assist with me. And sometimes I don't even fill out my name. They just say, hi, comma, Ugh. or hello, sir. Hello, Terrible. madam. And I'm like, wait a minute. I'm pretty open on social media. Like, you should know my name. You should know my daughter's name. I, yes. I share all the time. Like, make it personal. You know, make me want to say, oh, yeah, they do get it. Or they love Tea with Janae. Or they love the podcast. Like, yes. oh, that makes me more interested or inclined to re- reply and say, thanks so much. That's so sweet versus just deleting it and being like, don't. Don't call me again. (laughs) I know. I know. Yeah, I agree. And I still struggle with this as well because at my core, I am a people pleaser. And I know, I know personally that it hurts to be told no and it hurts to be rejected. So I hate to be that person say like, no, I don't have the time for you. Or I hate to be that person that just doesn't respond at all, because I'm sure that you can reflect back on year one or year zero in business, Janae, and think of those, you know, emails or the connections that you were really hoping to make. And if you didn't hear back or it didn't work out, you know, it's kind of a blow, right? Yeah. Oh yeah. It Uh, still happens today though. I mean, I'll reach out on DM be like, Oh God, this is so pretty. And the planner won't write back. And I'm like, okay, you know, or <laughs> and that's okay. Like I don't, I don't take offense to it because sooner or later, I will say this happened to me recently. I DM'd a, a planner that I really like. I love her work. And I was like, I love your work and your aesthetic. I would love to, you know, just, she's in Brooklyn too. So I was like, Hey, if you're ever free, I'd love to, you know, get together. And we have a bunch of friends in common and she didn't reply yeah. to me. And I was like, okay, that's fine. And you know mm-hmm. what? I met her in person and we, we like danced around each other during a networking event. And I finally was like, Hey, I'm Janae. <laughs> I really like uh-huh. your work. Uh-huh. And she's like, Oh yeah, I know you. And she's like, you wrote me a few times. I'm so sorry to get back to you, but I would love to meet you. And then we had lunch and it was like a two hour lunch. You know, like sometimes you just have to keep going, even if they mm-hmm. don't reply right away. And she was like, Oh yeah, now I remember. So it yeah, happens to me too, game. people. Yeah. It's a long yeah. game for sure. It's for sure. It's- Totally the long game. And, you know, that's where I feel like you planted those seeds. You were supporting her on social media. You were sending DMs, um, you know, things when people do, for example, going back to the podcast, when I have industry vendors that are local to my market and are listening to the podcast and sharing the podcast on stories or like an up and coming planner that reaches out and tells me that they just love the podcast and appreciate the information that is out there. That goes such a long way with me. Just like you said, like acknowledging your daughter or that they've listened to the podcast. Those are, those are the foundations and the building blocks of getting to that two hour lunch date or the coffee date or the referrals that are the end of the long game of what you're looking for. Exactly. Yeah. You have to, long game is a good word and a good strategy. You have to change your mindset that it's not, 
going to be instant gratification. Like it's just not, especially with people, you know, it definitely have to put in the, the effort and the time to make it more uh, beneficial for both parties. So I, yeah. you know, if you're seasoned like us, and you've been in the business for a while and you get these requests for coffee and tea dates all the time or to pick your brain, which is, you know, one of my favorites, um, you know, <laughs> how would you reply without being like standoffish? You know, how would oh, you say, yeah. How would you yeah. be like nice, but not nice, I guess in a way. <laughs> yeah, it is a struggle. It's totally a struggle. So it goes back to that, like, battling between the people pleaser in me and the business owner, the busy business owner in me that knows that I don't have time to meet everyone for coffee. Um, so what I have come to do is I have an email and, and I will say this, and I don't know if this is the right strategy or not, but if someone doesn't address me by name and acknowledge something about my business, I don't typically take the time to respond. Mm-hmm. So if it's just, it looks like it's a general email that they probably sent to 40 other vendors and I've actually gotten it before where they forgot to change out the name from the last uh, person yeah. that they were. <laughs> That's terrible. The worst. Yeah. It's like, hello, Aaron. And I'm like, Aaron, Aaron <laughs> is my competitor. I can tell that you just emailed her. Right. Um, so if someone has taken the time to put my name in there, you know, maybe the, the members of my team. So if they write, Hey, Megan, Gina, Elizabeth, and Lacey, I think that that says that they've done some research on the site and if they mention that they follow us on Instagram or they've loved our work or they saw that we recently worked at X venue that they love, but they're asking to get coffee and I know that I don't have the bandwidth, what I do is I let them know that I'm in a very busy season of business with events or I'm trying to launch a new project. Or I just say as much as I would love to get coffee or tea with everyone, I just have to find a balance of putting my clients first and I've had to put off coffee dates for the time being. So that way it's that I'm putting off all coffee dates. I'm not specifically telling this one person, I, I don't want to meet with you because I don't want to. Right. It's just that it's not personal. Um, I do offer if it's someone that may be down the line when things slow down, which I don't know when that's going to happen, <laughs> but <laughs> I do offer, um, for them to reach back out. So I say check back in a couple months and um, perhaps we can connect then. Um, but here's something interesting that I've started doing with the pick my brain emails. Cause the pick my brain is, is a, a terminology that I picture like this, like someone actually like chipping away at my brain. <laughs> <laughs> um, and I got this idea. It's kind of, I, it's a work in progress, but as I shift more into the consulting side of the industry and helping up and coming vendors, what I do is I will send them, I say, I don't have time to get coffee right now. Congratulations on starting your business. I'm so excited for you and I wish you much success. I do offer vendor consulting. So if you're looking for ways to grow your business more impactfully, here's a link to schedule a complimentary 20 minute call on my calendar. And I can talk to you about some of the coaching and consulting that I've done with your particular vendor category. So that's a nice shift to let them know, like, I don't do pick my brain for free, but if you'd like to pay me to pick my brain that is an option yeah. as well I love yeah. that no that's really good that's good yeah and the same with me too like with the coaching I have more and more coaching clients every month now and it's like some people are like hey can we just pick your brain I'm like no nah, yeah you can set up a session <laughs> and here's the link yes. so yeah I love that I love that so yeah as we sort of wind down like can you share your top three tips for our audience about how to grow 
their vendor network without a copy date. I know we kind of, we already sort of said this in the beginning, but let's just recap for people who, who yeah, have made let's it. Recap yeah, it. let's recap. Yeah, perfect. So my recapping of top tips would be one, figure out where you are in your industry, like what level you consider yourself at and make sure that you are aligning yourself with vendors in other categories that are at your same level and that you're loving on those people. Remember that the focus is not on what can these vendors do for me and how can they send me business. The focus should be on how can I support these vendors and make intentional relationships with them so that they really want to refer me and that they see the value and they know that it's not just a one-sided thing. Um, I do think social media, as I said at the beginning, has a huge place in starting relationships. So you can, right now, you could be at um, a level where you know that maybe there's a planner four notches above you and where you see yourself going four or five years from now. But you have the ability to to start a relationship with that person right now. You can, you can share their blog posts. You can share their open houses. You can, you can send DMs to them about their work and just get it so that they start to know who you are. But social is not everything. I think face-to-face has a place too. So what I would do is I would look into your market and figure out what networking events are happening and when there are some that are free. So there's one in our market that's Tuesdays together. Do you have a Tuesdays together in your market? Yeah, we sure do. Yeah. Um, So that's a great place for up and coming vendors to meet their people that they can grow their business with. Um, Then there are paid opportunities. So in our market, there's a NACE and there's an ILEA. I know in some markets there's WIPA. Are you a member of any of those or do you go to any of those, Janae? Yeah, there's WIPA here. I think it's a new chapter. Mm -hmm. And yeah, I definitely want to join this year. So it's on my list for sure. Yes. So that's where if I were looking at who I want to meet, I would be looking at the venue that the event is being held at. I would be looking at who the speaker is. I would be looking at um, some of the people that are on the board for it to see if those are people that I'm wanting to network with. Then I would strategically commit to at least, at least one networking face-to-face event a quarter. So Mm -hmm. that's on a minimum. I mean, I might recommend more if you have that bandwidth and I would recommend that I have these, vendors that say like, should I advertise on the knot? Should I advertise on wedding wire? Should I put my, my money into a bridal show? And my answer is always where I would put my money first is into attending networking events face-to-face with those vendors. And then I would put money towards some sort of special gift. Like I mentioned the macaroons or the branded cookies that are going to be different than what other vendors are doing. Excuse me. I love that. Yeah. And then the last tip would be make that top 20 list of vendors that you aspire to work with, find a way to wow them. Um, As I mentioned through social media, a sample of your product or sending them a floral arrangement. It could be a handwritten thank you note, as I talked about with just some business cards thanking them for being uh, someone that you aspire and look up to in the industry or, you know, offering your services for free. So hair and makeup, photography, those are all impactful ways that I think you could build a connection with the vendor without asking 
for them to get coffee with you. I love it. Megan, this has been so incredible. Thank you so much. Oh my goodness. Yes. Thanks for having me. I feel passionate about this topic. Yeah. And I think that there's there's a lot of great ways in 2020 that I hope your listeners can find what works for them and build those next level relationships. Yeah, 100%. So let's tell everybody how they can find out more about you, a Southern Soiree, Weddings for Real, and how they can contact you online and say hi. Yes, thank you. So um, you can find us. The podcast is on all social media platforms. We're at Weddings for Real. And then our planning company, as I mentioned, is a Southern Square, and you can follow us there for behind the scenes of weddings and inspiration. And that's at a Southern Square. And yeah, I would just love to connect with more industry vendors. That's a goal of mine in 2020 is to just meet more people and build more intentional relationships. I love it. I love it. And I'll list all this information in the show notes. So you guys can just go right there and click on the links. And thank you, Megan, for being our guest today. I was so happy to have you here. Thanks for having me on today. I really appreciate it. Hi, friends. I'm super excited to talk to you about my favorite new email marketing platform. It's called Flowdesk. Now, I don't know if you're like me, but I like things to be easy, pretty, um, super friendly, and this platform is exactly what I needed to take my email marketing to the next level. So I joined a few months ago, and if you're on my email list, I hope you are, that's what you've been receiving over the last few months. They are beautiful templates, so easy to create, and the open rates are incredible. So I wanted to let you guys know about Flowdesk because I, if you sign up using my link, you can get in on their beta deal right now. And that deal is $19 a month forever, no matter how big your list gets, which is incredible because other service providers charge you for the amount of users that you have subscribed. So you guys got to check out Flowdesk. There's a link in the show notes and I know you're going to love it. So enjoy and happy email marketing. This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Forget the frustration of picking commerce platforms when you switch your business to Shopify. The global commerce platform that supercharges your selling wherever you sell. With Shopify, you'll harness the same intuitive features, trusted apps, and powerful analytics used by the world's leading brands. Sign up today for your $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash tech, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash tech. Well, that's it, you guys. Thanks so much for listening to today's show. A huge shout out and a big thank you to Megan for being here. It was so amazing chatting with you, and I am so honored to have you as a guest on my podcast. So if you guys want to find out more about Megan and her podcast, Weddings for Real, I've left all the information in the show notes and you guys can just go over there, click on the links and say hi. All right. We'll talk to you soon. Bye, you guys.